And sometimes it steers you into things that are really challenging, like a difficult conversation or letting go of a relationship with someone that's not in alignment with you anymore. But when you do that... Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so happy that we are all here together again. So today we're going to talk about how to choose joy no matter what is going on in your life and no matter what your circumstances are. And for that, we have Julie Getzinger here to talk to us. Julie is an inspirational speaker and an international best-selling author of Free to Fly, Manifest the Life of Your Dreams, where she shares how to simplify and declutter every area of your life so that you can allow your desires to come in with greater ease. So I am so glad to have you here today, Julie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a great conversation. And I know that you are really an expert at this. And when we talk about happiness, you and I, we're really talking about a type of happiness that isn't dependent on worldly things. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think so often people think once I have, you know, the perfect relationship or the perfect home or all the money in the bank account, then I'll be happy. And when we do that, it's like we're waiting for circumstances to be the, exactly the way we want them and we won't allow ourselves to be happy until that happens. And then all the moments in between where all the joy is there for us waiting to witness just passes us by. And it's this can be this never ending cycle of just a quest for more until I can finally be happy. I so agree with you, right? I mean, I have strived at certain times in my life for happiness by saying, uh, particularly early in my life, I was a real achiever, right? I knew that if I could get that job, then I, that was when I was going to be happy. And if I could get somebody to like me, then I'd be happy, right? And when we let go of all that, kind of the whole world changes, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and noticing that in every single moment, you have the option to see what is working, you know, what's going well out of everything in my life. These are the things that are going well. And that's something that I journal about every day. I'm so happy and grateful for and listing everything that's already working. I love that. I love that. It's a similar, it reminds me of the periods of my life that I've gone through that have been very, very difficult. On this podcast, I've been very open about the fact that um, uh, I, my husband died a while back and I sort of walked through that in a way that was really different because I had from most people, because I had all of this um, background and I had training and I had support. And so I was able to kind of go through the, the really difficult circumstances, right? The things that people just crumble under usually without it, uh, without it taking away every moment of joy, right? So that, so that there can be happiness, there can be laughing, there can be joy, even though you're in these circumstances, even though there might also be difficulty. Yeah, that, that reminds me of, um, I used to have a, somebody in my life who was an alcoholic and I would go to Al-Anon and I was devastated and, you know, cause I love this person and I was so worried and resistant to go to the meeting. And then when I went, 
everyone was so joyful and laughing and having fun together in community. And I'm like, how can they be happy at a time like this? Their loved one is addicted to alcohol. And, you know, but I learned from that experience that you can choose joy no matter what you're going through and surrounding yourself with others who are also choosing joy in the hardest of circumstances really does change everything. Yes. Yes. I love that example. It's, it kind of is a perfect example, right? Because it's a really about how our relationships, we love them so much and we love the people and the relationships and we don't want them to change. We don't want them to uh, become somebody who's difficult to be around or to, you know, who doesn't want to be around or any of those things. Right. Uh, and then people do change. People do. Like, that's just the way life is. And sometimes there's extreme circumstances like yours, uh, like you described, but other times they can be small changes. And still, like, if our happiness is tied to their behavior, we're in trouble. Totally. Yeah, because we can't control what anybody else does. And, you know, the, the example of addiction is a perfect example because until they decide, you know, that they're ready to do something about that, we do feel powerless and how can we reclaim our power even in the midst of all the chaos, you know, regardless of what's going on, you know, and this, my childhood was that way too, was, you know, um, dealing with mental illness with my father and being in that, how could I still choose joy? And that was when I first decided that I was going to be an entertainer and I was going to make people laugh and I was going to uplift people with my art and I know that I chose that because of the circumstances that I was surrounded in. So it ended up being a really great gift. Yes. Isn't that the case so many times? Yeah. Where, you know, those things that are, what's so beautiful is that people like you go through circumstances like that and they say, I don't just want to feel better. I want everybody else to be able to reach for that too. And that's huge. That's a big impact, right? That's a, that's sort of the, the interconnectedness of it all, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And those, those circumstances that at the time look like challenges and look like chaos or look like struggle, you know, they teach us our greatest gifts. And, it, you know, when we can look back and think about the hardest times in our lives actually propelled us further towards our, our life's purpose. So, really, you know, thanking them for what they were and the people for being who they were to us to help us get onto this path that we're meant to be on. Now, I know you and I talked a little bit about um, uh, people when we're reaching for abundance and we're reaching for success, that kind of looking at that through a new lens is really important, especially after you've had some some markers ticked, right? Got some boxes ticked already. So talk to me a little bit about what does success look like when you're connected in this way with yourself? So success is something that you can choose in every moment and you get to decide what does success mean to me? You know, is success feeling fulfilled in my connections? Is success taking good care of my body? Is it living in a place that's really beautiful and feels like home and feels nurturing? And, you know, when we make it attached to someone else, like they need to be perfect or they need to behave like this with me, then we're giving our power away. But when we decide how can I feel successful all on my own without needing anything to be different, 
regardless of what's in my bank account, what my body happens to look like at that time in my life, who's in my life, who's not in my life, but really success from within. And it's a, it's a feeling, it's a vibration. It's something you can tune into and do it all on your own based on where you focus your thoughts, you know, what you're choosing to focus on, what you're looking at and taking that power back to decide I'm going to feel grateful for this moment right now. I love this uh, feeling of like being connected as being part of that success. Uh, also, you reminded me there was a time when I felt like I really wasn't successful and it, and it had gone on for a little bit of time. And I thought, well, I didn't do this and I didn't get to this and this hasn't happened yet. And right. And there were sort of all these external markers that I was trying to reach for. And even though I was being relatively happy on my way there, that success element was missing for me until I thought, wait a minute now, I, I have this part of success and I have that part of success. And those are all things that I'm, I am on my way to, right? So that whole mindset shift really makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Acknowledging how far you've come, what you've already accomplished, what you've already created. Um, and the word accomplish, you know, uh, I like create better um, because it's, it's the creation that we're, we can be proud of. And I just had someone suggest, um, I think it was Lisa Nichols, um, inspirational speaker, Lisa Nichols. And she said um, to tune into yourself and to tell yourself what you're proud of and what I'm proud of. I commit to you that and I forgive you for. And all of this is internal work. You don't need anybody else to be a part of this. This is things that you acknowledge within yourself. And then once we are able to be self-proud, then it doesn't matter what anybody else says or does on the outside because it's something we feel from within. So I love that you're bringing in that element of like outside external judgment, which so many people are really plugged into. But you said something uh, about really connecting into ourselves. Let's focus in on that for a minute. How how do we relate to that, and and how do we maybe how do we do that? What's our mindset with that? Well, a, a way that I like to do it is to look in the mirror and actually look into my eyes and to speak to myself. And, you know, Julie, I'm so proud of you. Look at what you've done. Look at what you've created. Look at what, you know, and just pouring that love and attention to myself from myself. And I feel the resonance of it in my body and I get the chills and I get the confirmation, you know, from the divine, from the universe that, this is the real you, this you that appreciates you and seeing yourself as the divine sees you and feeling that there's no better feeling in the world. Yeah. I, I, you know, you're reminding me, I have a, a membership that's about how to create more joy in your life. And this process of kind of rehearsing our, our feelings, our good feelings, because we rehearse our bad feelings all the time, right? Mm -hmm. We we don't even need rehearsal. We're just doing them most of the time, driving the car and, you know, all that stuff. But even when we're washing the dishes or doing those rote activities in our lives, a lot of times our mind kind of goes to those feelings that we're used to rehearsing. We're used to doing them. And when you're being so deliberate as doing mirror work or other ways of, of doing emotional entrainment, you really are finding that way to get ready 
feel great. Yeah, and music is another way to do it. You know, putting on empowering music and moving your body to it and just feeling that excitement before anything happens. You know, it's like we can feel it now and already celebrate ourselves for whatever our vision is that's next. And you're like imagining that you're already in it, seeing yourself in it, visualizing it and getting that feeling in your body is so powerful and it feels so good. And it's what you're reaching for anyway, is that feeling and knowing that you can do it now is so empowering and something that really helps to practice. Yeah. So that vibrational element, right? When we bring music in, it's so obvious that it's a vibration, right? It's literally how we explain everything as vibrations, right? We go, well, look at the sound wave, right? So that we can visualize what is vibration. And that is just purely vibrational relationship you're in right if if the if the vibration of what you're listening to is so i'm actually i'm gonna uh there was a, a study done a while back um on when we speak to one another what happens to our brain waves and what happens is that they synchronize right even when we're in a, a conversation with people we don't know doesn't have to be a deep conversation when we start the conversation with or without visuals we start to synchronize our brain waves and so when we are listening to music or listening to words we're starting to be in vibrational resonance with that and i love that you bring it up it's such a simple simple tool you know, we don't have to, we don't even have to be good at resetting our own vibrational set point, right? <laughs> we could just say like, I know this song makes me happy. I'm going to put it on for a minute and go there. That also brings up a good point in, you know, being conscious about who we're speaking to and what we're speaking about, you know, because if people are speaking about things where you feel in your body, some offness in there, and it just feels negative or feels like, you don't want to go there. You have permission to excuse yourself. And I had a three minute date the other night <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm out. Like I, I, three minutes was enough and I will pay for my own glass of wine <laughs> because it, it just, his resonance, the, the topic of conversation, I just, uh, 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 like I'm not going there. Um, so it was a quick decision, but you know, that all those things matter, those decisions and, and you can be proud of yourself when you make those decisions and you have hard conversations and you say, no, thank you. <laughs> so the, this is a, this is a giant point. This is a giant yeah. point about yeah. two things, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to know which road to go down. They're so exciting <laughs> because, uh, the thing I want to pick up on first though, is speed. Yeah. So I feel like um, a lot of times what happens is people get into that situation. They're mm -hmm. in conversation with somebody they don't want to be in conversation with right. for whatever reason. And then, and then they go, oh, well, it would be rude if I left. Right. Oh, well, right. I can't really find the exit point without hurting their feelings. And so they've stopped looking after themselves. They've stopped being true to their own resonance and they're starting to synchronize, yes. right? So they are becoming someone they don't want to be in that moment, yes. right? Yes. And so that, that ability to go quickly from within ourselves even, but also in that conversation, right? That ability to go quickly from, I feel uh, terrible. I, this is not good. I do not feel good to, I'm going to do something 
to set myself up for the success of being able to reach for a better feeling. That's such an important kind of refractory period, right? That's if we do it quickly, so much easier than if we wait and get stuck in the mud. Exactly. And I was so proud that I acted quickly and I had that quick, direct conversation. And, you know, and that shows that I do love myself and that I am willing to stand up for myself. And if you think I'm rude, that's on you, you know, but I'm going to self-protect and um, my energy, my time is very valuable to me and I don't just share it with just anyone. So um, I left feeling really empowered. <laughs> So the other piece of that that's that I think is really crucial to talk about, particularly when we're talking about how you can choose joy no matter what your circumstances, is the piece where you are really um, conscious of where you were uh, vibrationally, where you are, right? So that uh, you're conscious about who you're talking to. For me, uh, it, particularly in early the early grief stages when my husband uh, passed away, I was super conscious about what I watched because I didn't have a lot of energy and I was moving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I spent those hours dealing with the people, helping me move and all the things. And then when I was downtime, I didn't want to be around people, yeah. right? Because I couldn't, I couldn't afford to be on whatever vibration they were, right? They were all grieving too, because everybody in my life loved him, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was super deliberate about watching television on purpose to kind of do the reset and watching something that was a much higher vibration than where I was, right? It wasn't like I didn't watch movies about widows. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had to find something that could bring me up from yes. where I already was. And I feel like that's another piece that you're talking about here is like, how do I reach for something that feels better? Exactly. Even when? Exactly. That's the key, you know, a little bit better. How can I feel a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit, and just keep going up the scale? Yes, I, I like to think of it as a map. Have you ever thought of it that way? I like to think of it as like a big map where the town of anger is kind of over here and he's near frustration and, mm -hmm. you know, but joy is kind of way over here. You got to get in your car and drive a little while before right. you get there. Yeah. And I feel like that's an important thing to just know about yourself is like, it's okay to be in an awful place, right. but don't think that you're going to go from there to super happy in right. 10 seconds. Right. And, you know, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better and getting to peace. You know, and, and once you're at peace, then it's, then you get to choose. It's that like reset, that recalibration, and then that center. And then from here, I get to choose where I go next. But I, I think uh, peace is what most of us are reaching for, that feeling of just all is well. I love that. So um, tell me a little bit about how the people you work with get to do this with you? Like, what are they reaching for? What is your, typically, what is what the people you're working with want from your interaction? Um, so many of the women I work with are overachievers, you know, self-proclaimed overachievers. Uh, many of them will call themselves workaholics. And we talk about what's underneath of that. And what it is, is that lack of trust, you know, that they will be provided for no matter what. And you know, a lot of them have trouble asking for help or even sharing when they're not okay. So we practice together 
where, where are we right now? You know, taking an honest look of where are we right now and wherever you are is perfect. And a lot of my role is to hold space and to listen and to witness them sharing their truth of where they are, whatever that is. And then as soon as they speak it out loud, the healing begins, you know, and, um, I follow Brene Brown, you know, talks about shame and, you know, shame can't live if you're, if you're able to speak it and share it out loud. And that's what I do with my clients is let's share where we really are. And I will love you through it. I will not judge you. I will hold space for you. And then now what's next? You know, where are we going now that after we've done some clearing, some healing work together, where do you want to go now? Let's dream big and, you know, visualize and envision the next part of your life. Now we can take the steps to go towards that now that we've been honest about, you know, where we are and what still needs to be healed together. So I know that you have a, a very heightened uh, relationship with intuition, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're a medium and you have this ability that you've really, you've honed it, you've tuned in. And uh, so I wondered, what is the role of intuition in the process of finding that joy, of of moving in the direction of that joy that you're you're talking about right there? Well, with intuition, you know, when my clients come to me, they know that I am an intuitive, that I am a medium. So a lot of times when they come, they want me to tell them like what, what's holding me back? What's my block? Like they want me to tell them and I won't just come out and tell them. I will teach them how to hone their own intuition because they don't want to just be that person that just tells them what to do, or this is what's really going on. Even though I do get the intuitive hits and, and I will tune into what are they ready to hear? Um, I have like a conversation with their spirit guides as I'm talking, I, I hear things, I get messages, but I don't just disclose it right away. Cause sometimes people aren't ready to hear what's next or they, they, uh, some of them want you to do the work for them. And now my focus is teaching them how to develop their own intuition so that they can hear their own inner guidance and not have to depend on anybody else, but to know that they have it within themselves. So that's a big part of the work we do too, is enhancing their relationship with their own intuition and knowing that no one knows better than them. What's the next best step for them. Nice. Really nice. Uh, you, you really make me think about how that is a, um, even though they're reaching for how do I, how do I get a better relationship with myself? Um, that that's sort of a perpetuation of where we're, we're societally, we're just taught to be dependent on outside opinions of us. Right. So tell me, tell me what's in my way. Tell me what I have to do. Right. That that's the, that's the same relationship you're having that you're unhappy with. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's disempowering to think that someone outside of us has the answers and, um, I know the answers from my own life, but I, I'm not going to tell you exactly how to solve your problem. I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to help you learn how to solve your own problems. So how does that relate to outcomes, right? So this is a great internal process mm-hmm. and uh, we've got people, you're talking about people who are used to ticking the boxes. Mm-hmm. They're like, when I tick, I feel good, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we learn this inner process what happens to our outer world? 
it's it's limitless so we start to realize that we're not alone in this process and that we can ask for assistance from the divine from you know you can ask for help and you be honest when you need help but then after receiving the guidance you still need to tune into yourself and your own intuition to feel into the next direction to take and what happens when you tune into the intuition is you know, some opportunities will be presented to you that look like, oh my gosh, like this feels scary or this is big, this is a big pivot, but the intuition will not steer you wrong. And it's just, it's acting on where you're being guided, regardless of what your head says about it. You know, it's just doing it and not taking the time to think through it. What could go wrong? What are they going to say? What are they going to think? But you just act on those nudges and it will never steer you wrong. And sometimes it steers you into things that are really challenging, like a difficult conversation or letting go of a relationship with someone that's not in alignment with you anymore. But when you do that on the other side of those actions is exactly what you're been, you've been wanting. The intuition is your higher self guiding you that knows what you really want and will not steer you wrong. Yeah, there's an element of faith in that, isn't there? That just sort of... Um... And, and not necessarily a religious faith, but mm -hmm. there's an element of of being in the unknown and having that be okay. Yeah, that's a big part of it. When you decide to be on the path of following your intuition, you're constantly in the unknown. You're constantly challenged. You're constantly growing. You're constantly like, what is going on? But it's it, you do it and you're like, oh, okay, now I can see why I was guided to do that. <laughs> it always yeah. makes sense later, but it's about getting uh, getting comfortable in the uncomfortable, comfortable yeah. in the face of being un, in the unknown. Yeah, and maybe even being able to reach for joy in that space of the unknown. So yes. this for me, this is super pivotal, right? That yeah. I have to be able to know I remember when I first realized that these things could be separate from each other was I was in a, a spirituality class with a master that I know and and study with and uh, we had done something and something some look on my face changed and when we were done he said what was that and I was like well that was wonderful that was just I don't I don't have any other word but like it was the most wonderful feeling I'd ever had. You know, he said, that is joy and that is there for you any time you want it. It's yours. You reached for it inside you and it's inside you. It's yours. It's nobody else's. Nobody gave it to you. Nobody can take it away. And for me, that was really pivotal because that means that I can be in the unknown. I can be in a space where I have no idea what's gonna happen. There might be life and death issues. There might be, you know, uh, being able to make a living issues. There might be uh, finding career issues, right? There might be new relationships, all of the things. It doesn't matter, none of it matters because that is there, that piece of joy, it's there for us. I love that you've connect, you've disconnected those. So great. Yeah. And that the way you just described that, I felt chills, you know, it's just that, that ability to always choose it. And like you said, it's always yours. It's always accessible. It's, it's such a gift. And if, if people knew that it was always theirs, like how different would our world be if we all really knew that and we all practice tapping into it? as much as possible, you know, that there's nothing 
you know, it just that, that joy, it's just, it's who we really are. It's our, it, it can be our natural state. And maybe that's the, the part that is important about the word faith there. Mm-hmm. That that's the faith is that we can feel joy. Yeah. <laughs> just simple. Yeah. So simple. So simple. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, uh, there can be a worthiness thing in that and that, you know, I deserve joy and what do I need to do to get joy? And, um, you know, a lot of people feel like they need to do something to um, be able to experience joy. And if they realize that they can just be sitting in their house, they can be sitting in their car, they could be anywhere. And in that moment, tapping into that feeling, there's nothing like it. Such a powerful place to be that you're describing. So wonderful. Mm. And you remind me that it can happen anytime because of the way you're talking about it. It can happen, like we can be in traffic and be the guy we don't want to be, you know, making the noises and waving mm. our fingers in ways that we don't want to. <laughs> and, uh, and it doesn't matter because at that moment we can still choose to feel just a little better and feel just a little, like, you can go from anywhere toward that joy at any moment. And I think that we, you know, can manifest opportunities to strengthen that. So when we are in struggle, we're in challenge, I believe that it's our soul wanting to strengthen and to sharpen that ability. So if we never had challenge or struggle or anything to overcome, we would kind of just glide through life like, meh. But when we have those hard times, like they say people often don't pray unless they're in struggle. They rarely pray until they, there's something that they really need help with. But what if we were able to, you know, pray and, and appreciate and show gratitude? It's especially in the dark times. What would that do to shift things for us? And, and how would that make us feel a, a little bit better or a lot better? You're reminding me so much in this conversation, which is kind of lovely, uh, about um, how that stuff that we don't want, whatever it is in that moment, you know, people go through divorces and death and loss of jobs and loss of identity and all of those things, uh, that all of that helps us to find a finer point of focus for our future but it doesn't unless we're willing to let go of the guilt and shame and worry and stress and judgment that that situation brings in what did i do to deserve this why did i what did i do wrong what did i it it was was this from a past life am i being punished you know all those feelings of self-punishment yeah, they block that the lessons. And when we're able to see the lessons and take accountability for our part in all of it, the choices that we did make, um, then then we're able to see, oh, I did choose this and then be feel empowered again and then to move through it. And I, I believe that some of us choose a harder path intentionally because we like intensity and we like to be propelled in the other direction. So if you're in deep, you know, grief or deep fear or whatever you're in, that motivates you to go towards the opposite end, you know, and again, and some people uh, like to play in that. We like to play in extreme brightness or extreme darkness Uh, and other people kind of stay in the middle and they, they don't like to take risks. And 
and all of it is perfect for whatever you choose. Um, but I do believe the darker the experience, the brighter is coming for you, the brighter it is that's coming for you. So uh, when you talk about this, these are, uh, these are elements of our day-to-day experience that require a very heightened awareness, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, really only people who, are, who have been focusing on their emotions and their energy bodies and their physical bodies and their minds and their spirits and all of the sort of stuff that we, it's not super tangible, right? It's not like I got up today and I got dressed and I fed my kids and I went out the door and I got to work. That, that extra stuff that we get to do in life, be aware mm-hmm. of our bodies, minds, and spirits, that raises that awareness so high that uh, what I love about what you're saying about um, you know, unwanted and wanted mm-hmm. things in your life and feelings are that a lot of times people walk through them without awareness. Right. They this just happened like, to this. me for me. Yeah. That, and I'm not even, I don't even know that I'm X, Y, and Z, right? Everybody knows somebody who is just absolutely angry. They're an angry person. Yeah. And if you ask them if they were angry, they'd be like, no, I am not. <laughs> right <laughs> you're like whoo okay dokey <laughs> I'm, I'm glad because I don't want to see angry if that's not angry right yeah. um and and I think that that really speaks to that awareness piece that you're talking mm-hmm. about you know that that without awareness we can't really choose happiness or joy in any circumstances we have to be able to do that one piece at the right. beginning and we have to be willing to feel all of it and, and knowing that anger has its place too. You know, all of the, like one of my coaches says, if, is, if it exists, it must be necessary. So if the emotion of anger exists and it's in you, that's okay too. Recognizing right now I feel angry and getting to, you know, why do I feel angry or, and then letting yourself fully express that, you know, I do this by myself and, you know, screaming it out, dancing it out, whatever I need to do letting myself really feel the intensity of that anger. And then, you know, within minutes, I can come to a place of absolute peace. And it is about allowing yourself to feel it rather than suppress it or take it out on other people or animals or whatever, but allowing yourself with yourself to process through those feelings, those emotions, getting to what triggered it, acknowledging that, taking your accountability for your part in that, letting it flow through you and then coming back to your center. Super. Well, thank you so much for being with me here today. I, I want to just ask you, are you, um, do you, what do you have going on? We're going to link everything that you talk about, but what do you have going on uh, that you can let people know about today? Um, so I am offering intuition development workshops for people who want to tune more into their intuition, develop their own self-trust, know what's best for them in their life. Um, so that is something that I'm offering. I'm also taking one-on-one clients for spiritual mentorships or um, helping them to work through you know, something that they feel is blocking them, helping them to do some healing work around that and teaching them the tools to come back to their center. Super. Thank you. I want to remind everybody also, of course, that if you want to know where you are on that roadmap to more joy, then roadmaptomorejoy.com is for you. So go there. There's a map. You can you can learn all about it and uh, even find out where you specifically 
are on it. So uh, just grab that really quick. That'll be make a big difference in your life. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you.